Hello and welcome. It's Monday again. I know you keep waiting for Jim to say this word. Welcome to the next Monday's Motivation on Monday by Jim and Lucy. But he will start saying something else and something else and something else, right? Yes, I'm totally keep quiet today. Well, and I have to introduce our guest because we have somebody special for you today. It's Heather Hansen O'Neill with very special message for you. How to ignite and how to actually find that inner fire inside. Hello, Heather. Hello. How are you both today? I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. We're glad to have you here. My goodness. I mean, your, your resume is as if you're running for some government office. I cannot <laughs> believe it. You've done TED Talks, everything. <laughs> yeah, that's why it's like, you know what? Don't read that. It's just awful. It's too long and obnoxious. That's why you just go, here's Heather, and it's all good. <laughs> I'm just, I mean, you've done so much with your life that I can't imagine any, anyone not taking tips away from you. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. I just, uh, I love what I do. I'm fired up every day. I jump out of bed and I've got tons of energy because I get, I have the best job in the whole world. Ah. So what helps you keep that fire? Because I know many people struggling, especially after the COVID started mm -hmm. and dealing with all the problems, the job loss and the scarcity of everything. How do you do that? Well, first of all, you know, I think a lot of people think that because I have energy and because I'm positive, that that means that I don't experience some of that angst and the challenge that, that everyone else does not is just completely wrong. I have, you know, my primary source of income is through keynote speaking at large events. As you can imagine, that has been impacted significantly over the past two years, 18 months or so. Uh, but the, the key for me is the way that I keep my energy going and the way that I'm able to shift my focus is to accept what is, not try to bang my head against a wall or climb under the covers, accept the reality of the situation, recognize what I control because I'm a recovering control freak, right? So I used to have all kinds of issues when I thought that I had some semblance of control over things that weren't. You know, I can't, I can't control whether there's a pandemic or not. I can't control what the economy is. I can't control whether other people like me or not. But what I can control is how I think about it, how I feel about it, and how I respond to it. And when I stay in that lane, what happens is it opens up possibilities for me of what I can do and shifts the focus away from what I can't do. And it's very energizing. And ultimately what happens is I ended up having a great year because of that shift of focus and coming up with new ways to do business, new ways to help my clients. That is the best example. <laughs> That's the best I've heard, period, about someone who's turning uh, things from the inside out mm -hmm. uh, with the pandemic. You're not saying, woe is me, this is the end of the world. You're saying this is the new normal and I'm going to make it work for me. Exactly. This is so brilliant. It, you know, it is a long time coming. <laughs> I got to tell you, it's a long time coming. <laughs> but, you know, but, but somehow you learn from maybe perhaps, 
I don't know if you ever made a mistake before. Oh, no, never. Nope, no, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> plenty, plenty. I prefer to call them lessons, but yes, 100%, I certainly have. <laughs> okay. That's what it's all about, right? Yes, it is. Well, Heather, I, I have a question. I know Jim has this question, but he will be afraid to ask. Well, oh, you do have those people fired up from inside, just like you. And you mentioned being control freak or something. And I think that might <laughs> I'm better now. <laughs> I didn't want to say anything. Okay? You didn't want to say. So my question is, how do you deal with this control issues to help people with us, with us to, I don't know, to rise also and to be good together? Yes. You know what? That's an excellent question. And let me just repeat it back to you so I understand exactly what it is that you're looking for, if you don't mind, because there's a couple of different ways I could go with this. So I think what you're saying is, okay, it's easier for me alone to, to shift my focus away from being a control freak. But let's just say I work with or live with or associate with other people who have a similar challenge. What do you do then? Is that your question? Yes. Okay. All right. So um, thank you for clarifying because, you know, it can go any which way. So I believe that everyone resides on what I call the, the spectrum of change, the, the ability that they have to respond to change, to resist change. And a lot of that spectrum of change has to do with their feeling of whether they are in or out of control, right? So I happen to be someone who likes change. I create change in my life on purpose. And yet I still am resistant because I like to, to be in charge of it and control of it, right? But we're not solo beings. We are humans who love interaction. I in particular love interaction. Not everybody loves it, right? But many people, we require it. We have to be around other people. We have to interface with people in the most positive way. So when we understand that other people reside maybe in different places on that spectrum of change with a different um, ability to respond uh, in a timely manner to that change and shift to the positive, what we can do to help them is to recognize and allow for it. You know, so often we're, we're, we do this to ourselves. We don't allow that, that feeling, that resistance, and then we're, we're in this conflict, right? But the same thing occurs when we're working with other people. If we don't recognize that they require an element of allowing, allowing for what is, whatever emotions arise, we have to allow that, right? But then our job, let's just say that you're, you're leading a team and you have a couple of people on the team who are very resistant to change. In this environment, that can be incredibly challenging, right? But if you encourage them to feel the feeling, to be in the moment of it, and then be the leader to help them see how this change can benefit them personally, how it can benefit the team, how it can benefit things beyond the team, maybe even chunking down for them. If you know that there are people who are more resistant to change, don't throw everything at them at the same time. Allow them to process, process it one thing at a, at a time because it's not the resistance that causes the problems. 
It's the amount of time that you spend there that causes the problems. So our job as leaders is to encourage, allow, and, and demonstrate for people how we shift and, and let them know that they can be part of that journey with us. That is brilliant. <laughs> I'm your newest fan now. <laughs> I get to sit here and listen to you all the time. So let me ask you a question. When you were three years old, did you ever imagine you'd be doing this or did this something just developed over the years? It's, it's developed over the years and I would never have thought of this. However, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? So looking at it, if I look backwards, I can see how every experience that I've had in my life has led me to this point in time. It, you know, all of these things that may seem as if they weren't connected at all were completely connected because they taught me something that I needed to know in order to help other people with a similar challenge. So when I was three, okay, maybe not three, I was a little crazy from the get-go, but um, I had a lot of energy and my, and my mom wanted to help me focus this energy. So she was trying to encourage me to dance, right? And I didn't want to dance because I don't like to do anything that somebody else tells me to do. So I, I fought her for a little bit. And then when I was nine, I'm like, okay, all right, I'll try this dance class. And then I was in love with it. I fell in love with it. And that was my first career. But what I learned from that, I wouldn't have thought, okay, now I know someday this dancing is going to help me to be um, a motivational speaker. No, but the discipline that I learned from dancing, uh, the presentation that I learned from dancing, the appreciation and how you can make someone else feel something that I use every day in my world right now. And I think we all have that. We all, if we look back at the lessons that we learned or the things that we did, it contributes. She's good. <laughs> <laughs> When Jim doesn't have words, that's rare. Okay? She's good. I love your energy. <laughs> that's very impressive. Thank you for sharing. So oh. let's go to the something what our listeners can try this week. Something they can try apply this week to their life, to their thinking, to get that inner fire back. Mm -hmm or just get it going finally, or just, or just recognize that they have it. Mm. Okay, well, first of all, I think that if anyone listening is uh, feeling like their fire's a little dim right now, that, that recognition that you're not alone, and that a lot of people are experiencing this, you know, like I said, that allowing of the emotion is important. Um, but being able to reconnect, to take the time that you need to reconnect with you and who you are and your unique gifts and why you are here on this earth. I think that we are so busy reacting to all of the chaos in the world and, and, you know, responding to other people's priorities, that we don't take the time to quiet all of that external noise and reconnect with our hearts. So I would say that one of the first things that I would recommend for people is to do that. 
is to consciously take, even if it's, I don't know, five, 10 minutes each day to quiet, maybe go into a little bit of a meditation and to be purposeful in what priority one, and I'm, I'm not saying priorities, what priority is, do you have for today, for this moment in time? Because we get in this sense of overwhelm, or maybe that's just me, but we get in this sense of overwhelm when we try to think of all the things that we have to do and all the problems that we have to solve, that we can't take action on any of them. That the quietness, that reconnection with self and purpose helps you prioritize just one for today. And when you accomplish that, and then the next day you accomplish the next one, it, it snowballs and, and there's this feeling of, I am enough. This is enough. We don't have to be doing everything to be enough. We are enough exactly as we are. Oh, that's wonderful. Uh, dear audience, next time we have Heather on, we're going to have her bring her mother with her so we can really find out what's the truth here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I freely admit that I was not an easy person to grow up with. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. I, I think your fire that you have inside you is contagious and our listeners can feel it now and I'm pretty sure once they start applying this exercise that you advise the life will start to change for better again uh, where can they possibly get your book or your tapes and all or what because you're just so you're just so magnificent Oh my gosh, and you are just a compliment machine. You're amazing. <laughs> I adore you. Can you can you call me every morning and tell well, I did I I must admit I did have a large coke before we came up. <laughs> I love it. I am not complaining at all. So all right, so how can people get a hold of me? You know. Heather Hansen O'Neill, if you put it anywhere, you'll be able to find me. So that's how you find me on LinkedIn, on Instagram, on Facebook, any of that. Um, but I'd love to share that we have, I have a couple of my own books, but I have launching right now a book that I've done with it written with a co-author and we have some cool things going on as far as like there's a party a book launch party coming up free gifts and all this fun stuff so if anyone is interested in that you just would go to um where's the office wait list and you can get on there and get any of that free stuff well wow is this like a baby shower because i want to be there <laughs> <laughs> no wait, it kind of is it, you know in writing a book for anyone who's written a book you know it's like having a baby because as soon as you you know you get it it's like oh it's my baby i'm so proud of it i'm so excited for it and so that's where i am right now i'm very excited and proud for this baby to launch <laughs> you know you're such a i mean it all sincerely Lucy and I were looking at your information earlier. You're just such a delightful person. You have a great personality. You're just a full of effervescence, and we're glad to have you on today. Well, it has been absolutely my pleasure. I was very much looking forward to this. I love what you do. You have a great message that you put out in the world. You are a shining light. You don't need anyone to fan your fire. <laughs> <laughs> 
Thank you, Heather. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for sharing your expertise and your fire. And dear listeners, please go to the link that is available in the description for this episode. It's heatherhansenoneal.com and you will get in touch with Heather. You will get a piece of that fire. You will be all set. <laughs> Thank you, Lucy. Thank you, Jim. You both have a wonderful day. Thank you. Thank you, Heather. Bye-bye. This is Motivational Monday by, by Jim, Jim and, and Lucy. Lucy. Follow our podcast. And check out our website, jimandlucywoods.com.